episode of Outside the Rack is brought to you by Kinetic Performance, the makers of the Gym Aware. In today's world of strength and conditioning, data collections become the utmost of importance, and that's exactly where Gym Aware separates itself from the competition. Because when we're sitting there and looking to collect data, what data are you actually collecting? And are the numbers you're looking at fitting into the exercises that you're utilizing? And even more so, are they going to answer the questions that you're looking for? Looking at different ways that you are moving the barbell through peak and mean, both velocity and power, is really what separates gym aware from the competition. Being able to understand what your ballistic exercises are doing separate to what your strength exercises are doing really allows you to program at a much more specific level for your athletes. So hop on over to kinetic.com.au to see what Evan and his team have in store for you today. Hey guys, Evan from Gymaware. We're really happy to be supporting Coach DeMayo's podcast series once again. For those that don't know, our main product is Gymaware. It's the gold standard for measuring performance and implementing velocity-based training in the weight room. It excels in busy team training environments, and for many coaches, it's the Swiss Army knife of their toolkit. The Gymaware is used for athlete profiling, jump testing, fatigue monitoring, and for listing within velocity zones. The system provides real-time feedback on individual targets, plus it's got an impressive range of leaderboards. Now, for those that are after a VBT device that's affordable, for the individual and for smaller groups, we recently released our new laser-based product, Flex. Importantly, it's been independently validated and proven to be both accurate and reliable. So if you're interested in either product, or you wanna learn more about the velocity-based training and how it can help you as a coach, Check out our website or contact us directly. So in the meantime, we trust you enjoy the Coach DeMayo's podcast, Outside the Rack. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the 85th episode of Outside the Rack, brought to you by Kinetic Performance, the makers of Gym Aware. In this show, we're just going to try to dive a little deeper in the minds of the top practitioners in the world of sport performance to learn a little bit more about who they actually are and how they got to where they are today. Today, we are joined by the assistant strength and conditioning coach at the University of Pittsburgh, Frank Barone. Frank, nice to be with us, brother. Thanks for having me, Jay. Yeah, man, fired up. It's great to see you. I'm glad you're doing well. Glad we got to chop it up a little bit here, but before we get too far into this, who is Frank? Uh, yeah, so if you asked me a year ago, I'd have said uh, I'm a strength and conditioning coach at Pitt. I've had stops at San Antonio and... UNC and blah, blah, blah. Um, but, you know, I think uh, in general, the quarantine maybe maybe helped me take a little bit of a deeper look into actually answering that question. Um, you know, and after reflecting back on those three to four months of sitting in my apartment, uh, it became a, a little bit easier to define who I am. Um, and so I, I looked at that of, of what were the things that I was doing, even when coaching in the weight room or on the field, you know, wasn't there. Um, and what I came up with, in my eyes at least, um, is that I'm a caring friend, uh, a mentor, a loving son, brother, and uncle, a connoisseur of quality hip hop, even though Jay doesn't think Outcast is good, um, and uh, <laughs> an inherently flawed person um, who's trying his best to learn and apply something new. All right. First of all, <laughs> I didn't say Outcast isn't good. I just think Outcast might be a little overrated. I think the Fuji's better than Outcast. I'm yeah, gonna put yeah. it out there. Okay. <laughs> and I think I honestly think Lauren Hill may be one of the most underappreciated MCs to ever be around. 
Therefore, I always put them above. And okay, everybody, Andre, yeah, I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I don't know, man. There's just so much to that that album that is great. And Wyclef has done so much for the hip hop game. But yeah, we're gonna have to agree to disagree here. I just think that they're not <laughs> the same. All right, all right. Yeah. Probably gonna lose that one to a lot of people, but that's fine. Uh, but anyway, man, no, you know, and uh, a connoisseur of hip hop in, in a generation where hip hop is hard to find. Uh, it's, it's, it's made its way back around. You and I have talked about the Griselda boys out of Buffalo, um, my hometown and, you know, Freddie Gibbs and, and all the other people who are, who are still, still keeping it, keeping it around and getting uh, their plaudits from from the Wu-Tangs and, and all the other people who who I learned to love earlier on. So there, there's still some people doing it. Yes. Yeah, and there's some doing it well. Like that last Benny album's great. It's it's good to have. Agreed. It's good to have. But other than deciding that the Fujis are better than Outkast, mm. there have been some other situations that have made some light bulbs go on frank and there are some other things that have made you take a step back and be like huh especially as you've worked your way from the northeast down about as south as you can go and back up to the northeast so i'm excited to hear about this one if you wouldn't mind describe a learning situation that brought about an epiphany in your career i'm a cheat here uh there's there's two uh, the first one being an impetus uh, for my career and why I chose it. And then the second one, you know, really helping me, uh, you know, with a guiding principle of how I make decisions currently for my athletes. Uh, why I am a strength coach is due to my experience as an athlete, uh, which admittedly, uh, when I was at the University of Buffalo, I wasn't the first name on the team sheet, um, probably the last uh, that first year, uh, which was a new experience for me um, in, in, in one arena, out on the field with with the, the coaching staff, uh, I was definitely treated that way. Um, not necessarily communicated the same way, talked down to, just not treated in a way that I would have expected as a human being to be treated. Um, and on the other hand, and this is the reason that I'm probably sitting here, uh, when I was in the weight room with uh, Nate Harvey at the time, who was the, the director at University of Buffalo, uh, regardless if you were the first name or the last name on the sheet, um, you know, you were treated the same way. And, and not that everybody deserves to be treated the same way, probably quite the opposite, but the idea that you, know, you can walk in uh, to a room and, and know that you're gonna be respected uh, regardless of who you are as a starting point um, is, is what drove me to become a coach in, in strength and conditioning and hopefully uh, who I am to my athletes currently. And then, you know, the second one, it's not necessarily a single experience, uh, but but more just the general experience that I had at San Antonio um, in, in the way that I was challenged by, by my boss and mentor, Andy Thompson, um, the way he challenged us to use the game as the starting point, which you and I talked about the last time. Um, and it, that's the reason I function the way I do to this day. Uh, he challenged us to disregard that siloed approach that I know every high performance department puts on their mission statement. Uh, but, you know, to, to look away from silos and, and he gave us one common language 
in, in a starting point of the game. And if you spoke a different language, whether it was, you know, muscle, muscles or uh, rehab or whatever, if you spoke a different language that didn't have that game as the starting point, um, that, that went away from what we were trying to accomplish. Uh, which in his words, I'm probably misquoting him a little bit, was to win by playing with your best 11 every week. So, you know, that guiding principle, it's pretty simple, Whether whatever sport you play, we want to win by having our best players available at all times. And so though that's kind of a, that's, that's a really big light bulb moment for me of, it doesn't matter the trap bar, it doesn't matter, you know, the cold tub or whatever we're doing, it matters, you know, that we are, all making decisions to play with our best team at all times. I dig that. And I think that that's something that can be a challenge for a lot of people to, to kind of take that step aside, to be willing to allow for someone else to drive the boat and for them to have kind of a lesser role where they feel they might need to be doing more right yeah it's we we all want to have kind of our 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 piece of the pot right we we all want to um you know we're strength coaches so we think that's the most important part but the fact that he gave us that guiding principle you know that that's what it was for everybody it wasn't i'm the strength guy and adam's the medical guy and darren's the head coach it's we were all working towards you know, one goal. And that means that there doesn't really need to be arguments. Uh, sure, we disagreed on how to get there sometimes, but it was much easier by using the same starting point. No, I dig that. I dig that. I think that's something that takes a long time for a lot of people to to kind of get to. Where it's like, swallow your pride, do what the game demands. And if you win, everybody's going to be happy because you're all going to have a job. Yep. I hate to put it so bluntly, kids, but that's really how it works. But as a guy, though, that's been willing to bounce around and an inquisitive dude who's also putting out some great stuff that's like that post today. So we're we're recording this. Uh, There was a great post by Frank about some return to play strategies on the gram that you need to check out. So you need to, if you need his Instagram, it's on the last show, hit pause, go check it out. But it's one that's definitely gonna gonna let you take a look at some things. So, but to find these things, to be able to post, you've gotta be willing to ask a lot of questions of yourself. So if Frank could ask one question, what would that question be and why? I wanted this so much to be a clever strength conditioning question. you know, that would blow the lid off of elite sport, um, but I don't think I care enough. Um, so uh, what I finally came up with, um, and, and I'll explain why, uh, was was how will I be remembered by the people that I love? Um, and, and this one, it, it comes from an experience that I had maybe a year and a half ago, as we're talking about this, which was attending my mother's retirement party. Um, she spent about 30 plus years Sorry, I don't know how long it is. She doesn't have LinkedIn. Um, uh, at at one job as a manager at the DMV, um, and you know, I arrived expecting to see some family and some close friends of hers from work, 
Um, and it turned out to be well over 50 people that she's worked with throughout her 30 years. I met women in their 80s who were there when she first started uh, and, and helped her as uh, as her mentor. I met people that she she worked with who I grew up with as as part of my family. And then I met people who who she got to mentor. Um, and you know, as people came and introduced themselves to me and told me stories and told me things about my mother, uh, it, it became very clear. Uh, and I think we've all heard the quote, uh, and forgive me if I butcher this, I think it's actually mis, uh, misquoted to Maya Angelou, but, uh, which is funny, but it's that you'll never forget, or you may forget what people say, you may forget what they do, um, but you'll never forget how they made you feel, something along those lines. Um, but the, the more time I spent there that day, I think I realized that's all the people cared about uh, was how she made them feel and the way that she helped them. Um, and I have no doubt that's how she'll be remembered by most people that she interacts with, if not all people she interacts with. Uh, so hopefully if I were to ask that question and get an answer to it, um, that's how I would be remembered. And if it's not how I would be remembered, then I would definitely fix some things in my life to make sure that is how I'm remembered. Rad, dude. That's freaking rad, especially, you know, with someone who's working with a, a large group of teams, you know, that, that's holding yourself to a really high standard, man. And that's, that's, that's freaking great. Yeah, we'll, we'll see if I get it right, but I'm, I'm trying. But yeah, man, but, you know, I think that that's the best we can do is, is to try to keep putting our best foot forward as often as we can and, and try to, you know, again, like, like you said, kind of a, a the cheesy cliche quotes right is leave it better than we found them and i think that that's what we're all trying to do and you know not just with what you're doing with the teams up there but with you know the extra stuff you're doing with the with the business and the content you're putting out like you're trying to leave this a better place but as we were speaking about before and i think that one thing people misconstrue with this stuff is they think that this is all still done in the nine to five um spoiler alert it's not um and there needs to be a time at some point to come back to neutral so what's frank's escape uh believe it or not i'm really introverted uh which my athletes always make fun of me uh, because i'm overtly outgoing at work um I think when I was at UNC, Eric Hernandez, who was um, you know, my boss and mentor, I think he called me a Disneyland greeter uh, because I'd always, hey, how's it going? How are, how are things? And um, but but for me, you know, I'm I'm pretty simple. You know, a good coffee shop on the weekends, um, some some vitamin D and some nice weather, uh, a book or, or calls with family and friends, and then definitely my my sneaky Monday and Wednesday FaceTimes with my niece in the middle of the workday uh, when I can get them, you know, that's, that's about all I need to recharge. Um, but, you know, maybe I need some hobbies. Maybe, maybe I need to get on that. No. And I think that the simple things are the most important things and the things that allow us to sit and breathe and just exhale really, you know, I mean, it's, I've talked about it at nausea, man. It's like me walking a dog or sitting in the back with a sprinkler going. Like everybody has their thing, man. And I dig it. And I, especially the good coffee shop on the weekends. Like that's uh that's one that that is harder to find than you would probably imagine. And 
like the most valuable thing to be able just to sit outside and just breathe with a good cup of coffee. To watch the the bustle around me as I finally get to relax for the first time in six or seven days is always uh, it's always a nice moment. No doubt, brother. Well, listen, Frank, appreciate your time, buddy. It's great to catch up, and we will be in touch soon. Thanks for having me, Jay. Yeah, man. Cheers.